Hey, Yada, how about we schedule this Friday night for fear and then maybe Saturday morning for anxiety and then next Wednesday for worry? How's that? I don't normally do that. And I don't think I want to do that. You don't want to schedule in fear and anxiety? I don't. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. They'll share life experiences, tips, techniques, thoughts, and tools to help you create life exponential. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team. So we're excited to welcome you to another episode of Life's Inside Track, where we share techniques, thoughts, tools, and tips that we all need, we all deserve to turn our house into home where families thrive and we live the best life possible. And I'm Yetta Decker. And I'm Ken Decker. And we have been thinking a lot about and discovering a lot about, it feels like sometimes we schedule fear, anxiety, and worry into our calendar and that it disrupts us. Like it's absurd to think that we would do that, but when we don't schedule faith, it disrupts our vision and our plan for what lies ahead. So it's kind of like failing to plan is planning to fail. Yes. So failing to put faith into our life is planning to put fear into our life. Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, and it sounds weird when you say schedule time for it, right? Right. It but sounds it, like who would do that, Yeta? Who would do that, Ken? But it shows up when we don't fill our schedule with faith. Right. Or and our life or our year. Right. In the coming year, how much faith do you want to put into your life or how much fear do you want to put into your life? Right. Because if we don't schedule the things that move us in faith toward our vision and our calling and our purpose, Mm -hmm. then we really often will succumb to the things associated to fear and anxiety and worry and those things that derail us is what we've experienced, Right. right? Yeah. And... You know, before we knew Christ, our planning for the year would have all kinds of things in it, like want to be healthier, want to eat better, want more more wealth, or how much wealth we wanted that year, or, you know, whether we would earn more money, we'd work harder, we'd work less, what, what would happen during the year? Those are the sort of things we planned. Right. And it's not that we don't still plan some of those things, but now we're planning how do we put faith into our schedule? Kind of almost first. Well, what do you mean almost first? Faith and first. fun are the two things we put into our schedule first. Right. And then growth. Yep. And, and then? And then work. Well, yeah, probably. Well, do you not think family and relationship come before work? Or does work go in first and then we fit well, the family Well, fun goes into relation. there. Fun, fun, fun to me is vacation, it's family, it's... Right. Do we schedule that so it doesn't get overrun? And, and do we schedule the things that build our faith? Schedule that first. Right. And one of the things we've learned is that a lot of our faith-building schedule is very habitual. Like those are more the rituals. So when you said, what do we put in first? Do we put in time away and those kinds of things? Or do you put in faith first? And I would say faith goes in first because it's in the fabric of our everyday schedule. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to the big 
blocks when we're going to be away, yes, the fun ones go in first, then go in. Well, and sometimes the work with you being president of the real estate board and president elect and past president over the next years and the past years, we've had to put your work conferences in sometimes first because they're unmovable. Mm -hmm. And then we put in those things for our family and ourselves that allow us to keep moving forward toward the vision. Right, right. And so it may sound funny to you to schedule in faith. How do you schedule in faith? And so we're going to talk about three concrete things that you can schedule in that will build your faith. And faith, I love to say, is the antidote to fear. How do you get rid of fear? Faith and action alleviate fear. Absolutely. And so spending time every morning at five o'clock. And when I say every morning, we're probably on the 80-20 rule. If we're vacationing or Ken's traveling or I'm traveling, if we're not in the same place, we don't follow the routine or the ritual quite to the same degree. And yet daily, our habitual behavior now for over 30 years is to spend time with the Lord. At about five o'clock, it used to be that we would be on a learning program, listening to something like Focus on the Family. And now it's more, we have our devotionals, we have our Bible reading, we have our scriptures, we have our year over year journal or our current journal. And so we're spending about 90 minutes with the Lord hearing what he has to say. And I get the privilege of waking up most days with a thought that I need to go run into the tranquility room that seems to have come from him that I get to write down. Yeah. So it's that faith is built through this item, which you just talked about was routine, but it's, it's time with the Lord. It's time in prayer. It's time reading his word. It's time understanding his his um, message to us, his promises in the word, right? Then number two is what will we read this year? What books, what Bible verses will we read? You know, some years we read the New Testament over and over and over again. Some, Some years we read the Bible chronologically, you're right through. Some years just the way it is through. Some years we focus, like this year, we've been focusing on the Psalms and Proverbs. Right. And sometimes we just do Proverbs over and over and over again for six months. It's But it's having scheduled what we're going to do in our reading. Right. And then the other thing we will read is one of the ones I love right now is Andy Andrews. Mm-hmm. So reading a lot of his books, which have a faith undertone and an underpinning to them and a message and a story, and yet they're still engaging and light and fun. Mm-hmm. So that's not my hardcore in my tranquility room time, but yeah. that's more what am I reading throughout the day? What am I watching? Like, mm-hmm. what am I exposing myself to in terms of yeah. media? What am I taking in? That's number two. It either builds my faith or it tears it down. Yep. And the number one item that has affected us from time to time is conferences. Big conferences, you know, where um, mm. it's either uh, Band of Brothers, which I got involved with, um, Hearts of Beauty, 
all kinds of different conferences that you schedule in advance that build your faith. And one of those times at Band of Brothers, I remember it so, so clearly, I was speaking on the father wound. And the father wound is how, as a father, we wound our children and also as a child, understanding that a father will wound you. And with, it, not, with no intent. No, sometimes it is. Sometimes it's just you ignored something. You missed, uh, they asked you to play catch and you said, no, I need to get my, my meeting ready or whatever it is. There's times where a child is wounded by their father not being where they need to be. And so I was speaking at that conference and Ryan, our son, was in the conference and I apologized for the things that happened. And when he came forward at the end of the talk, we hugged for, felt like an eternity. It was minutes, a great embrace. And that embrace affected hundreds of men with their relationship and gave them the courage and the faith that the relationship can be healed if they go back and connect yeah. their kids. Yeah. So we're just so grateful. We're grateful that we can be partners in this journey of building wealth and wisdom. Yara, can I borrow your faith? What do you mean? Well, you know, I need your faith in me right now. Welcome to another opportunity where we've created for you free access to over 587 Life's Inside Track episodes where we share insider tips, making house home, how to grow wealth. And the great news is you get access to them from home, from the office, or on the go. And we're going to do some discovery this time about what it takes to build faith into you, into you and do we help each other have faith and belief because faith is kind of belief about what isn't yet seen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Belief in something that's going to happen Yeah, or something that's there that you can't see. Right. Mm -hmm. And in, and so when you ask the question, can will you, can I borrow your faith? Mm -hmm. Yes. Often you can, because sometimes we don't have enough yeah. of our own yeah. and we need to borrow. So having the right people in our life, so, yeah, when my faith in me wanes, mm -hmm. I need to have somebody, whether it's you or somebody at work or whatever, my preference is it's you because you, I need that lift. I need some wind beneath my wings to say, actually, Ken, you got this. I believe in you. And, and that's when I borrow your faith. In right. Me. And isn't it sometimes just the reminder, the faith comes in the form, because we're talking, how do we get there? Right? Mm -hmm. So my faith sometimes in you is reminding you of who you've already been in the world, the impact you've already made, the life changes that you've made in your own life mm -hmm. and in the life of others, reminding you about the evidence. Yeah. The evidence reminding you of the evidence that already exists. So it isn't giving hollow faith. It's faith with proof. Having mm. my faith built on something. And that is the proof and the evidence of where you've already been right. or who you are. And and sometimes I look at the evidence of when I messed up and I can get stuck in that rut of 
thinking about, oh, I messed up with that person or I broke that relationship or I, I didn't show up the way I said I was going to show up or when I said I was going to show up or whatever the case may be, you can get stuck in that loop. Yeah, and I certainly used to spend a lot of time in that loop. And when I was in that loop, it was as though I'd always been there and I would always be there and there was no other option and all my faith died. Mm -hmm. So we have a tendency to make a momentary situation a comprehensive all the time situation. Like a blanket. Like a, yeah. And so have you ever found yourself doing that? Like taking an isolated situation where you did mess up and now building your life framework in your mind from that place. And in those moments, then it's nice to have somebody else's faith that can bring you back and give you the other kind of evidence and the other proof Mm -hmm. that you've made progress. You've yeah. made good decisions. You're capable of good decisions because otherwise you wouldn't be where you are. Yep. And sometimes you haven't even experienced something to have the faith yet, like mm. driving a car. If you've never driven a car and somebody says, I believe in you, I think you can do it. I'm going to sit with you. I'm going to risk my life and be in the car with you while you learn to drive because I believe in you. That's when you're borrowing someone else's faith and also their expertise because they have experience in it. Do do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I'm listening. I'm just trying to see where you're going with it because I think to me, you believe in the person that they have the ability that they're not going to harm you, that they have the ability to go and learn the skill. They're going to not move too fast. They're going to move at the pace that makes sense. So you have a belief and a faith in who they be, even Mm -hmm. if they've never been down that road before. Right. And so there's a cycle. The cycle is your belief structure. It's very difficult to act outside of your belief structure to start with. And I'm going to say it's difficult to act outside your belief structure, and we've all done it. And belief is faith. It's the same thing. It's very similar. And we've all done it, but here's where the rubber kind of meets the road since we're talking about driving analogies. Mm -hmm. It is difficult to have sustained action that is in opposition to your faith. Or your belief. Yeah. You may get away with doing it once. Well, you gotta, you really, when you get out and do that action, if you get the wrong result. Or the result that doesn't serve you. Serve the one that you're then, not looking then for. Then your belief will be strengthened that you're no good at that or you shouldn't be doing that or whatever. Whereas if you, if you borrow someone's belief in you and then you do something fairly decent with it, then from there, your belief starts to change and you'll do more action in the future because that belief is morphing. Exactly. And then it becomes an increased pattern of results. Yeah. Now, there was a very interesting story by Oprah. Yes. And she had interviewed like 3,000 3, people mm-hmm. or 3,000 people. Yeah. And those people would be ranging from presidents to probably generals to people with PhDs to a house person, a housewife or a house man that had made a difference for their kid or or whatever, a janitor that got an award for having the cleanest school. And teachers and like every profession across the board, right? From a highly uh, academic Mm -hmm. 
to a lower academic from a service oriented. There were nurses, there yeah. were like every, every spectrum across the board, and bankers, financial people. And yeah. at the end of every single interview, you know what that those people asked her? Regardless of who they were. Yeah. Regardless of their position in their life. Their education, their rank. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was, did I do okay? Did, did I, I make, make an impact? Was, did I make a difference? Was was the answers to your questions good? Are they good enough? Am I good enough is really what they're saying. Was I good enough to be on the Oprah show? And, and did I do what I was faith, here to do? Right? right? That, that means people need encouragement. They need the faith from others to encourage them to go, you are enough. You are good enough. Yeah, and these are people that came there to give something to others. It wasn't so much like they were saying, am I all wonderful and should I be proud of myself? They were more saying, did I do okay for the people that are listening? Mm -hmm. Did I do what I was here to do? Right. And so it's really interesting that even when your service is outside of yourself, Mm -hmm. It still comes back to, at least over 3,000 times when Oprah interviewed these people, yeah. it still came back to, did I get it? Did I do what I was supposed to do for, the, for everybody? Mm -hmm. Interesting. Very, very interesting. And so when you're setting your goals for the coming year, it's important that maybe they stretch you, right? Yeah. But not stress you. So there should be a little bit of concern mm -hmm. that it's going to be difficult to a little reach, bit scary a little bit scary mm -hmm. but not enough fear and anxiety that puts you into paralysis but a little bit tells you that your goal's big enough right because too small a goal ain't going to take you too far anyway and the great thing is we don't have to do it alone we can borrow each other's belief and faith when it wanes because mm -hmm. the scarier the goal the more my belief and faith is going to wane yeah exactly and yet it says, let the pressure valve of stress off and you'll be amazed at what you'll create. Thanks for the privilege of journeying along with us because we're passionate about all of us being positioned for generational legacy. Yetta, why are you so excited about the coming year? Because I know that every year is better than the year before. That's what I have faith for. Wow, you have faith that you know. You sounded so certain. I am. And so we're excited that for over 30 years and over 3,117 times with clients, we've been able to help them build their wealth, build their fun, build their faith, and even strengthen, heal, and flourish inside relationships. Really, 30 years of building faith, home, and money. Mm. Kind of cool, right? Yeah. And so as we're looking at what are we going to discover? What are we going to discover? That as we sit in the certainty with our faith, we have faith in what lies ahead being even better than what lied behind us. That didn't sound very laid. good. That laid behind <laughs> us. Um, it actually will take on a life of its own. If I believe it's going to be worse. It's likely going to be worse. Self-fulfilling prophecy. It is a self-fulfilling prophecy. That doesn't mean hard things aren't going to happen. Like, have you ever had faith for an incredible year ahead? And then the year was actually tougher than you had anticipated. And yet, what if you believed it was going to be worse? How much worse would it have been? 
Right? So yeah. it doesn't stop hard things from happening. No, but it stops us from living in fear and not trying anything. Right? right. The faith that we'll be in a better situation next at the end of this coming year than we are now gives us the faith to go forward in action. So right now, do you have faith that the coming year will end and it will be, you'll be in a better situation than you are now? Or do you fear that things are going to get worse? Because you don't have faith that things are getting worse. You're going to have fear that things are getting worse. You're going to have faith that things will be even better. And so our, what we think, because what we think is often not true anyway, right? Like we can't believe our own thinking a lot of the times. <laughs> and when I got that, we can't always believe our feelings either. It doesn't mean we don't feel them, but they're, and they're not necessarily telling us the whole truth. Or serving us. Or serving us, but not necessarily even like when mm -hmm. I feel frustrated with you and then I think, ah, I can't do this anymore. If I think that, I don't do that very often anymore. You're but scaring me here. <laughs> when I feel that or even think that, that's just me out of control for a few moments. And you know that one of my favorite quotes is out of my mind back in five minutes. Mm -hmm. And if I can get back in five minutes, that's pretty darn good. Yeah. Right? Like that's pretty awesome. And so we can't always believe what we feel. We can't always believe what we think there. Yes, we're experiencing it and it may not be really the truth well, most and it may the, not be serving us. Yeah. Most of the things that we think we're making up. So we might as well make up good stuff. Exactly. Might as well make up a good story. Right? So we might as well make up that this year, or this month or this quarter, because I love to look at our mm -hmm. life both in a year thing, in a quarterly, in a monthly, mm -hmm. and down to the week. And then we look at every day, what are we going to, what divine appointments are we okay, going to have you're today? you're scaring me with that micro, putting it down to the micro point. It's what we do though. Yes, it is. And right now, we just want to ask you, you know, think ahead. Will your relationships be better, even better? Will you have new relationships? Will you have deeper relationships? Mm. Will you have better vitality? Will you have better brain thinking? Will you have a better body, a body in better shape, but less, less pain, less, uh, fatigue, whatever, more whatever flexibility, it is. more, more agility, more, more strength, right. more energy. You know, will you have more money? Will you have more income? Will you have less expenses? Those are the kind of things that we generally look at the coming year. Right. We will we give away even more money? Mm -hmm. Will we have even more fun? Will we have even more experiences, like good experiences, because we have some that aren't awesome too. <laughs> will we have even more leisure time with those that we love the most? Yeah. Will we have opportunities to spend more time with our clients at family gatherings? I mean, because of COVID, for a few years, we couldn't have them. Mm -hmm. And then this year, we thought, okay, we'll stick with two. And then we thought, no, 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 we can do three. Because we enjoyed the other two so much. We'll do three. And then we found out that the venue isn't ready for us to use their venue because they're still concerned about the impact of COVID. So mm -hmm. we've had two, and now the hope is that next year will be four. 
Mm. Right? Like it's to, it's going to be even better, even more connections, even more fun, even more memories. Like, yeah. Want to move in that direction. Yeah. And, and one of the things that we really, really have faith in is that our new book, the life X, life X or life exponential is going to impact thousands of people for the better. And not for the worse? No, not for the worse. Okay. Reading it, it's going to impact their lives for the better and for the exponentially better. And because of that, one of the things we're offering right now is if you'd like to be one of the first to get access to that book, then just send us an email at together at deckerteam.com and we'll put you on the list to notify you the date that it will first be available. Yeah, because I'm not willing to put a date out there yet no. because I want it to be not my timeline because often we've said that when we have a goal, we often don't accomplish it. At least that's been our experience in the timeline that we set. And so then we start saying, well, do we even have faith for that goal? Well, the goal isn't wrong or the vision or the calling. Maybe the timeline was just off. Mm -hmm. So we're looking at not telling you exactly when, because we don't know exactly when. We figure it's a divine appointment as to when it's actually going to be released. Mm -hmm. And so we would love to be able to have those that we adore and that journey alongside us and we journey along be the first to get it in their hands. Yeah, absolutely. And we have goals, and I'm not going to bore you with our goals, but it's important to know that goals should have a quantitativeness to them. Like one of our goals is to help more people build wealth. Well, if we don't say how much wealth or how many people, then if we help one person, then we help more people, right? Which is fine, but maybe our goal is much higher. It is, and, we have and it's faith. better if you have... Specific. Specific. Measurable. So what's the number? I'm not giving it. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. I'm not giving it out on the air. Maybe you'll be one of the people that we're going to help build wealth. But you'd have to reach out to us for that at 613-860-4663. Yeah, it's interesting because you have to have just enough faith to get into action. If you don't get into action, you're not going to move forward at all. So it's first to set the goal and then to start taking the action to move you toward the dream, the desire, the calling that you believe God's given you. Yeah. And Yetta has this little quote that she says all the time. What we think will build the life that we live. And so we are honored to be your advocates on this journey of building wealth through real estate and having a life exponential. Moving forward with the Decker team. Moving forward.